Episode 36 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and with me is... Eric Sanchez. Eric, just came back from the mall, looking for some Funko Pop trades. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Doing good. Today's show, we're going to talk about our favorite era of wrestling. Uh, and for us, it's pretty much the same thing, so it works out. And there's some people on Twitter I asked, which is kind of some fun feedback I got from you guys. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, we'll discuss maybe some more holiday gifts or Christmas stuff or figure news or anything wrestling related at all. I told Eric before we started, I'm totally unprepared today. So we're just kind of winging as we go. Yeah, uh, well, that's a good format because that's kind of how I go. That's how you go every week. <laughs> yeah. I don't always even bring notes, but I just kind of just did like a match rundown of each car that I liked. Just so if I have to reference, I can kind of look at it and say, oh, yeah, that's how he won. So you can pause, unlock your phone, enter your password, and hold on. Let me look. No, no, I don't do all that. You can follow us on Twitter, guys, at PPW Podcast, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. PPWpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And if you want to support the show, head to whatamaneuver.net. Pick up the I Never Complain Online shirt. I'm going to retweet that. It's been a while. Sold like six total shirts. We got a, a <laughs> Christmas presents, guys. Come on got lots of stuff to do. I mentioned uh, Twitter, so I was a guest, and this is because of a Twitter friend, I was a guest on the Raw is Nitro podcast uh, last week, and he's going to open it up, I think, this weekend it's going to come out. And what his show does is they take, they review what's called the wars from WWF and WCW, except they don't look at the ratings or the buy rates. They go match by match, show by show, comparison, mm -hmm. and, see, and declare a winner. Uh, we did... SummerSlam 91 versus Great American Bash 91. And if you don't know this, Great American Bash is known as probably one of the worst pay-per-views all, of all time. And then it really That particular one? Yes. Okay. And that was the one where Flair left to go to WWF with the titles. They were kind of up in the air with it. Yeah. And it's it's just ridiculous. And it was a horrible show to get through. And like it wasn't I, I love bad wrestling, but it wasn't even fun bad. Like near that I'm like, oh, this is brutal. There's some funny stuff that starts off with a scaffold match with PN News and like stunning Steve Austin and man, I love PN News back in the day. Yeah, but you, you think a scaffold match is they would fall off the scaffold, but the yeah. point of this one was basically capture the flag. So you it was could, a mix. It was anyway. SummerSlam '91 won that. <laughs> oh, for battle. sure. Yeah, and that'll tie into our uh, talk today about our favorite eras. But you could follow him on. <clears throat> Excuse me on Twitter at Raw is Nitro Pod. Give him a follow. I'll be retweeting the show when his comes out this weekend. And apparently he had some audio issues where he had some echo in his in the background. But whatever, it's free. Don't complain. Just listen, right? <laughs> and that's when you get the shirt from What a Maneuver. Yes, never complain online. Look at that segue. You're a professional. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, we were just talking a little bit too about. Uh, wrestling figures and uh, i tweeted this today but if you're not following them already make sure to follow the 
Fully Posable podcast at Fully Posable. They have got their 100th episode coming up this Sunday. Make sure to listen to that. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure they have extra special guests and surprises. They always have the fun wrestling figure news and breakdown about all that. You you wouldn't think you could talk for a full hour and a half about strictly wrestling figures, but they make it fun and interesting. Give those guys a follow. Tell them PPW Podcast sent you over there. All right. I guess we get in the show today. Uh, unless you want to talk about any other hilarious Toy Story hunting thing you just had today. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I collect Mattel wrestling figures, and I collect Funko Pop. Not wrestling figures. I, well, I collect wrestling, but I collect wrestling You collect wrestling Funkos and other Funkos. And a bunch of other crap. <laughs> yeah, just junk. So I have a friend in Canada, and she said that she wanted to get the... Uh, I forgot what it is. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. As, uh, it's a Disney game, so there's a Mickey Mouse, and there's a Mickey Mouse that also comes with a chase. Yeah, it's like Final Fantasy meets Disney. Yeah, that's a pretty fun game. I remember playing the first or second one. But yeah. Anyway, so she needed the Disney because it's super hard to find. It's brand new, so it popped up online one day, and she said, can you grab it? And the Zero from Nightmare Before Christmas, the little dog, is also kind of hard to find. It doesn't pop up online that much. It's like they're both online. You know, go ahead and order them. I said, okay, cool. So I, you know, ordered them. And the thing with these two is they do come with chases, but they're one out of six, which isn't super bad. But, you know, I only ordered two of each. I wasn't expecting it. I was hoping, but I wasn't expecting. So yeah, I box, got there. At box lunch, right? Yeah, box lunch in the mall and online, boxlunch.com. You're giving them a plug, they're a sponsor. Yeah, yeah no. go get your... Uh, they're a sponsor of the show. Your uh, Zero and Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to the store, and this guy is super slow. And I'm kind of in a hurry, because I wanted to get here, you know, a couple minutes earlier or whatever. And he's just, like, taking his time opening the box. Another worker comes over. She's like, hey, this lady has a question. She wants to show you a picture. So he kind of stops what he's doing and looks at this other customer. I'm like, come on, guy. Anyway, he opens the box, and he's like, hey, you got real lucky. There's a chase of each. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of in a rush and in the mindset of i got to get the hell out of here to, re- <laughs> to really appreciate how awesome it was. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he thought that I thought it was that great. But to get fuck off, but let's go. <laughs> in hindsight, it is great. So, um, yeah, that's my story. Nice. Just back up the mic just a little bit. There's a couple oh. times you're too low. You're fine. Just a okay. little, little too hot. A little too hot. Coming in hot. Yeah. Uh, so we do gift exchange of Secret Santa on my side of the family and my wife's side of the family. And my list has a bunch of different stuff. On my mm-hmm. wife's side of the family, I put a lot of records and um, a few other random movies and stuff like that. And I th- I put on my my family's list like some ridiculous stuff. So I'm going to read my wish list here for everybody. So <laughs> Is this an Amazon wish list? No, it's stuff? Elfster. It's like a gift exchange thing. It's okay. the Secret Santa. So the first thing is the Virgil... WWE Toys R Us figure with superstar sign, yeah. wrestling superstar sign. Uh, second is Teen Wolf 2 on Blu-ray, T-O-O. The third thing is Heavyweights, the movie on Blu-ray. Uh, what else is on here? I've got the Ric Flair and Charlotte 2-pack, where Rick, it's like 80s Ric Flair comes yeah. with the belt. Uh, Heavyweights, the movie on Blu-ray. And Kurt Angle, The Essential Collection, and Taylor Swift Speak Now, two-disc vinyl set. So my wife was just like, I hope, like, some random person, like, my brother-in-law gets you, like, my sister's husband. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with your brother? Was he five years old? Is he a girl? <laughs> a five-year-old girl. <laughs> I could be. That likes wrestling. So I like all this random shit that I put on there. It's fun. The people are gift card to Amazon. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's, I yeah, hate, uh, gift right. cards. Is, it's not the point of this. 
I can yeah. buy you. I don't need. A, I don't need a wish list to get you a gift card. Yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned it here. I, I mean, I know I've talked about it, but. I kind of just do Christmas every year. Like I make a wish list, like I did when I was five, like I did when I was ten. Uh-huh. You know, I write down what I want, and that's what I want. Um, you know, most of the time I don't want anything off that list. <laughs> <laughs> if I get it, you know, I say, "Oh, cool," but then I try to find some way to take it back or exchange it for something. You got else. the uh, gift receipt just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you know, I'm kind of a manipulator of returns at some stores, so I kind of know how they work. Okay. <laughs> Um, but I watched Teen Wolf the other night. Teen Wolf one or two. The first one. Okay. I love that movie. It's great. That was so awesome. Great, great movie. Teen Wolf yeah. two. I have the <coughs> special edition of Excuse Teen. Me. The special edition of Teen Wolf one. So now I got to complete. There's yeah. so many unanswered questions. Got to get a sequel for Teen Wolf two. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the scene where he kind of breaks into Teen Wolf and everybody goes quiet. It's just like dribbling, but like boom, boom. Like with the ball, not yeah. his heartbeat. And then then he starts, you know, he runs, he slam dunks it, and he's like, all right, let's go. And everybody's like, okay. So what I should have... <laughs> then obvi- the music comes in. It's amazing. Yeah. What I should have obviously known is there was a stunt, like, basketball player during those scenes in a wolf costume. So, but I just never thought of it when I was a kid, or even up to an adult. I never thought of it. And it looks like your mind's being blown now. Yeah. So... In the Blu-ray special edition of Teen Wolf, they have like interviews with the guy who was this, like the basketball player. He was like a college basketball player, and what's funny is they were. He also had to direct them, like the actors were to stand and plays and all that stuff. Yeah. And you look back, and I was rewatching the movie, like, oh my god, that is totally not Michael J. Fox at all. It looks nothing like him in the basketball scenes when he's when he's playing basketball. And he said one story was, you know, he everything was very choreographed for the basketball stuff and one time michael j fox and the guy's like let's, let's just play we'll see how it goes and he's like well when, hold horrible. on a second when they're doing the scenes and they actually show nope that's not michael j fox no if he's doing if he's dribbling or anything unless it's like a close-up on him yeah that's the stunt double in a wolf huh. costume i guess i gotta rewatch it yeah you'll, you will look <laughs> at his face like oh yeah that's not michael j fox all right enough of michael j fox and team will talk <laughs> on a pro wrestling podcast i hope you guys enjoyed that Favorite eras of wrestling. Uh, my favorite era, I guess, or I guess time frame, is going to be from 90 to 96, mostly WWF. Mm-hmm. There is, I'd say the best era or best year of wrestling is probably 97 into 98 WWF and even WCW. Right. But I wanted to, I, I, the reason I picked 90 to 96 is because to me, that was when it felt like I was I was, like, the only one that I watched wrestling. It was, like, me and, like, one of my other buddies. Everyone else didn't watch it. And in 97, 98, it, like, all of a sudden wrestling became kind of cool, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny to say. Um, so I'm going to leave those off a little bit. So on this show, we're going to talk about our favorite pay-per-views during that era, some of our favorite wrestlers during that era, um, what we liked about them, what was great about them, all that stuff. Um, and you had pretty much the same thing, right, for your yeah. favorite Well, era. for, like, 1990, I did watch it when I was a little bit younger, but then I just watched it off and on. I didn't really know anybody else that watched it that, to talk about it, so I didn't know if it was cool or not. I thought it was okay, but I I don't know. I just didn't understand when they came on television when I was younger, so I didn't know it had to be, had to be on every morning, Saturday, at a certain, certain time. So in 1990, I met uh, one of my friends, he was really into it. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of into it too. So we both started watching it and we would talk about it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know, somebody else that, you know, actually likes wrestling. So we would talk about it, but I never ordered a pay-per-view or watched a pay-per-view live, <clears throat> excuse me, until the Royal Rumble 91. And I don't know, that's just, that's just, 
my first live pay per view. Like, yeah, and I've watched it. I recorded it because it was VHS back in the day, so I recorded. So it. You, when you've gone back and watched this Rumble, does it hold up for you? It, no, it that? doesn't hold up. But I still remember. It you brings know, the, you back to that special place. Yeah, like it was just really cool because you got to see it live. Yeah, and you had rented the tape a million times and all that. I didn't even rent it. I had. Oh, you recorded it off the yeah, TV. So I had uh, made box art, you know, out of magazine you did? clippings. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, oh. the, little, the little strip that they have to oh. put on the face of it, like uh-huh. where you would write down like that type of label. Like I measured it and I cut out like you know some sort of background, like a color background, and I did mm-hmm. cut out the letters for Royal Rumble. <laughs> I don't know where that tape is. Yeah, now, I'm kind of sad you don't have that now. I want to see it. It might still be in the house somewhere. I just don't know where. You got to go start digging, start digging. Yeah, I'm like, Ma, where'd you put the VHS <laughs> tapes? They're in here somewhere. <laughs> He's fine. She recorded over it with like General Hospital. Oh, or no, that'd be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Mom did that once. I recorded like an episode of uh, Primetime Wrestling mm-hmm. because like I had to go to bed. It was on at 8 o'clock. And, you know, I was in second grade. She's like, you're going to bed. So I'm like, okay, I recorded it once the next day. And, like, my mom had to work during the day. And that's, like, when General Hospital was on. Yeah. So she's record- took the tape that was the VCR. Oh, this is a blank <laughs> tape. Record General Hospital. So it was, like, the first minute. Then all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's no internet. There's no DVR. Yeah. Like, how the hell am I going to find out what happened on primetime wrestling? It was so pissed. I think I used to pop the tabs off of them, though. So you couldn't record over Man, it. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Because I had my tapes. Like, I'd go to the store. Obviously, my mom probably bought them. I'm yeah. Like, These are mine. She's like, okay. So yeah, she whatever. like, a five-pack or whatever. <laughs> Uh, five pack of tapes. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? I do. Or I like do. a ten pack or twenty yeah. pack, like bulk. <laughs> I do. That's crazy. And then yeah. you could do LP or SLP, super oh, yeah. long play. So I didn't know. Or so I probably do super long play because yeah. I don't know how long. Did Obviously, it? I know now, but I had no idea how long the pay per views ran. <laughs> that, that would degrade the quality a little bit. That's a okay. super long play. Speaking of tapes, and this kind of ties in with the the favorite era because obviously ninety three, ninety six is all VHS tapes and all that. Yeah. We would rent tapes in the video store just like everybody else did when they were kids at right. around our age. So I've got my VHS tapes over here in the corner of my room, and I've got just they're basically on a shelf or whatever, and they're they're lined up like books. What I want, I thought I had this like a fifty the other day. And my wife listens to the show. She'll be like, we're not fucking doing that. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully she doesn't listen to it. So we're planning on probably moving in the next six, seven months or whatever, you know, to another house with a bigger house with a big, I want, I want a basement basically. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a wall like at a video store with all my wrestling tapes, like on shelves, like when you would go rent them. Yeah. So I'm going to put the box art. I'm going to take the tape out, put it in one of those plastic shell places that you would take up to the thing to, to rent because <laughs> i found like on ebay like a like lot of 100 plastic tapes for like 30 bucks i'm definitely yeah. buying those and then i, then I gotta find the shelves though that's gonna be tough to find like uh, the tags that were on no no little see, hooks? no no so we didn't do tags at my at orland video we, we they were the plastic card shell tape you would bring the physical tape up so what it would be is how you would know if a tape was in oh that that little thing that kind yes, of clasped yes closed? exactly okay it opens up like a book almost yeah 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 so that's how you would be know kind rewind was, on exactly all that crap. some yeah. of the, some of these tapes I have do say be kind of because they're former rentals but yeah. Um, but yeah that's what I'm gonna do and if I get really lucky I'm gonna try to find even like a sign that said um, a sports other so you like want to put the, when you want to put those cases yes. behind the box art yes so that you know it's in stock. when you walk in that oh. it's available yes <laughs> you don't have to pull a tag go I got front. like legitimately excited when I thought about this <laughs> idea too so I'm definitely gonna do it um, yeah. I don't know why she'd be opposed to it. It's not like you have a bazillion tapes. I get a lot. Look, I mean, if you, it doesn't look like it if you think about it. But, but if you put them the other way, yeah, like I've go got, long ways. Or... So I've got all the WrestleManias. I got WrestleManias one through fourteen in VHS. Mm-hmm. Then I've got SummerSlam eighty-eight through ninety-seven. I'm only missing SummerSlam ninety-six. 
I've got all the Survivor Series up to 93, it looks like. So I'm missing a couple more there. I've got all the Royal Rumbles. No, I don't have all. I take that back. But I will eventually have all the Royal Rumbles. Like all the oh, Coliseum videos. Was that videos when they basically. were the individual or when yes. they had like the, the set? No, no. These are all Coliseum videos. Okay. Like Coliseum home video. And I've got another handful of miscellaneous ones. So it adds up to about 50 tapes yeah. you know, along the wall there. But we'll well, you can play Video Store with Penny. Or or you or me, over, but I'll I come over and you can't check it out though. <laughs> you got to have a credit card on file. I'll, I'll put one on file. <laughs> I think you could make that a business. Like, what about a, your video games? You can put those on ta- on display. Too. That'd be a good idea. Like Sega Genesis games, and you can have like you know future um, DVD section. No, 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 no. We're no? Not doing, I got a Blu-ray 4K coming soon. All yeah. that stuff. Uh, man. Like but, a trip to through time. You're like, okay, you know, 90 to 95, you go here. 95 to 2000. That's their thing, here. too, is I don't know how I would organize them because <clears throat> the video store, Orlin Video, that I went to, they were in no particular order. They were just thrown up there, like not alphabetical, but they had a lot of them. They also had a sign. They actually had a sign that said wrestling. They had a wrestling Yeah, weren't they in, tapes. like, the sports wrestling section? Yeah. But, I remember they like, workout tapes and yeah. wrestling tapes. And eventually they had a wrestling and section. NFL tapes. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> Michael Jordan, I believe I can fly. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, like, the, the Chicago Bulls stuff. And uh, what's that other guy? Bo Jackson? Yeah, he's, Bo Nose. Like a, right. Like a Bo Nose tape by yeah. Nike, which is just, like, an infomercial <laughs> for Nike. So I'm going to do that eventually. When we move. That's going to be like on my list of stuff that I want All to get right. done. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to get a neon sign that says Steve's Video Shack or something? No, I think that's a little too crazy. Okay. At some point, my wife's going to cut me off. Like, all right, you have enough crap. Like, this room here is busting at the seams right now with stuff. <laughs> Nerdgasm all yeah. over this place. When we, got, when we got the table, like our podcast table in the middle, like the room, there's no room in here at all. <laughs> I mean, it's comfortable for both of us because we're in chairs or whatever, but we right. can't get around and like explore the room. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing, too. It's like I want, like, a podcast area set up in the basement, too, off to the side. We looked at one house that would have been perfect because there was a basement. and then there So that you and your wife have obviously different needs for this home. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, looking, you're looking for a, <laughs> a nerd room and a podcast room. And she's like, we need a big yard. And my wife know, wants like a, the kid. my wife wants like I want a wraparound porch. I'm like, oh. I'm like okay, but is there a basement? Is there? Uh, but the house we said that we looked at, we didn't buy it because it's, overpriced and the guy smoked so it reeks in there like cigarettes mm-hmm. um but the, there was the basement it was huge and then there was like a double door opened up to like where the guy who lived there before had like a bar that'd be like a perfect like video store area for me to set yeah. up in there but i'll get there at some point right um back to the topic back Favorites. to the topic at hand so let's talk some of our favorite pay-per-views from this time and then we'll get to some of our favorite mm-hmm. wrestlers and favorite characters all that stuff i asked on twitter some guy a few suggestions and i'm gonna read a couple of them here uh our buddy greetings from allentown at uh what is his twitter handle at gf allentown pod um his heyday 88 to 92 and his favorite five is survivor series 88 starcade 88 great american bash 89 SummerSlam 91 and royal rumble 92 um who else do we got here wrestling figure maniac at wf maniac picks 80s nostalgia all the time because he Actually, sent me two suggestions, I think. Um, but he picked mid 80s nostalgia for sure. Um, the Raw's Nitro podcast at Raw's Nitro Pod 88 to 91 slash 98 99. I made him pick just one. He went with 89, 88 to 91. Uh, Rob Hamilton at The Rob Special went for 89 to 92. Um, there was a few other ones, and I don't want to leave everybody out, but here, well, here's a new guy The Supreme Onion. I like that Twitter handle. Um, 
he is, his favorite's 9098. So his expands a little bit into the Attitude Era at Supreme underscore Opinion. I call him Supreme Onion. <laughs> My Edit bad. that out. No way. My bad. <laughs> Supreme right. Onion. I love it. Oh, Opinion? Boo. <laughs> that handle sucks. Sorry. Change it to a Supreme Onion. <laughs> Sorry, Supreme Opinion. At the Supreme underscore Opinion. I'm going to hope he's Onion. Either way, he's from Florida. Sorry, dude. <laughs> follow him the supreme underscore opinion those are some of their favorite pay-per-views uh what are yours and because some of yours in mine will cross over. well i picked five when you sent me yours i'm like holy cow that's a lot <laughs> i thought it was just like three or five we would talk about yeah you can, we don't have to talk about all but um, some going in, crossover so start yeah, with one going in order one. um royal rumble 1991 okay and then wrestlemania 7 SummerSlam 91 uh, WrestleMania 8 and WrestleMania 10. Okay. So uh, I just talked about SummerSlam 91, and that's going to be on the Raw's Nitro pod, so we'll skip that one. Okay. Other than it's just a, it's just a fun show, top to bottom. You've got the Jailhouse match with the Mountie and Big Boss Man. you got the wedding with Macho Man Elizabeth. you got Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect. That is a show that's like the peak. It's got everybody on it. Yeah. Like, there's nobody missing from that show. You know, even though Macho Man's not wrestling, he's still. You got Warrior, Hogan, Bulldog, Bret Hart, all these people. So, yeah. Mr. Perfect. Your Virgil wins the million dollar title from Ted DiBiase. That's a callback <laughs> earlier. Um, tons of stuff. So let's go. The, let's pick another one. Pick your next one. We can talk about a little bit. Uh, WrestleMania Seven. Okay. WrestleMania Seven. As we've talked about multiple times. Probably our favorite WrestleMania ever. And this was pretty much the end, the end of the the beginning of the end for. Late 80s, early 90s, late, I should say mid to late 80s, wrestling popularity for the WWF. Yeah, I think SummerSlam, it was kind of mm-hmm. maybe the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Well, I would say. Because all your big guys like Andre and Earthquake, like all your big baddies weren't yep. the big baddies anymore. Your right. big good, your, your ultimate warrior, your Hogan's, all of them kind of, you know, slowly faded away too. Yeah, I mean, even Hogan, you know, he had, he was the champ throughout the year, um, ended up losing the title to Undertaker Survivor Series that mm-hmm. year. Then there was the big rumble in 92, and everyone thought this that would lead to the dream match with him versus Flair. It didn't happen for whatever reason. But WrestleMania 7, yeah, it's it's you, it's the final, like, oh, this is like, this feels like, you know, my childhood stuff type of yeah. thing. Um, you've got Macho King, Ultimate Warrior, Big Boss Man's on that show, an Intercontinental title match. The card I mean, is, the blindfold match yeah, was amazing. Rick Martel versus Jake the Snake. It's got that card is so big; it has everyone is on it. Like there's even like yeah. three minute matches. Everyone's on it. So I told you I started getting into wrestling, watching stuff live. I would watch tapes. So I remember watching tapes of Demolition. So when WrestleMania came around, it was really my first time to see Demolition on live pay per view, and it was against. I for, hold on. The, but, like the Orient Express, but it wasn't even, it was like... No, like, it was uh, Tenru and Katawa. They were from Japan. I didn't know who they were, and in my mind, I'm like, these guys are terrible, because <laughs> I don't know who they are. But then it was Crush and Smash, and just the match itself was just, I didn't think it was that good. And I'm like, man, this is my first experience watching Demolition, and they suck. <laughs> this, unfortunately, has like the distinction of being the pay-per-view with like the most dead guys ever on it on a single show. Like If you go down the list here... Uh, Bobby Heenan, Texas Tornado, Dino Bravo, the Warlord dead? Uh, no, he's, no alive. he's alive. He's alive. 
Bulldog. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, Jimmy Snuka, Ultimate Warrior, Macho King, Sherry, Crush from Demolition, Big Boss Man, Mr. Perfect, Earthquake, uh, one of the LOD Hawk, uh, Piper, Hercules. Uh, Hercules is gone. Um, Paul Roma, <laughs> maybe. But yeah, there's so many guys. It's sad that they're they're just gone. But look at there's 15 matches on this show. Yeah, including the dark match, which is crazy. Like some of these matches, like you look at the time, like Texas Tornado versus Dino Bravo is a three minute match. I remember that match being like epic for whatever reason. But I watched like, oh, it's over right away. And uh, Bulldog versus the Warrior eight minute or Warlord eight minutes. Um, Ultimate Warrior Macho Man's one of the longest matches in the show at 20 minutes. It actually is the longest match in the show by a few seconds because Hogan Slaughter also goes 20 minutes. The Mountie versus Tito Santana in a one minute and 21 second match. Like, why even have a match? Yeah. Just to get him on the card? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, there's a couple of matches like that throughout the course of, you know, the earlier WrestleMania. So, yeah, like to me when I was, like, a why kid, even have the match, right? Well, to me when I was a kid, longer matches or not more matches meant it was a better show. Cause, Me I mean, too. The tape was and if they, I, actually, if they went ten minutes over, like I started to get bored. Not even like necessarily over. Yeah, I guess that's true too. But like, maybe it's my attention span back then. <laughs> match length to me didn't really matter. It was the number of matches. So I want a lot of matches. So that's why this mm-hmm. WrestleMania to me was like awesome. Yeah. The early WrestleManias had that too, right? WrestleMania three, four, and five had that too. But seven it was like, and even six, like so many matches. Yeah. I loved. I it. really liked uh, Texas Tornado back then. I had no idea who the Von Erichs were, all that kind of stuff. I just heard little. Things that uh, like Vince McMahon or They'd maybe Monson, Terry but, Von Erich or whatever. Would yeah. say the Von Erichs. I'm like, oh, okay, he's from Von Erichs, whatever. What but, does that mean, right? <laughs> I don't know, but I yeah, but I just liked him. And then his match with Dino, I thought was it was a fun match. Yeah, he hits him with the running the like the spitting like the tornado the, punch. Or yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. This and is, he got the claw on him. <laughs> this this card is prime Hasbro figures, like oh, top sure. to bottom. Like, I think this is the one that I rewatched, and they had. Um, well, maybe it was a different one. I think it was WrestleMania 10, but there's like a commercial about, you know, come check out this yeah, you know, that was fan 10. show. Yeah, that was 10, yeah. You know, all these Hasbros and buy them. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I like, wish I was go back to right, WrestleMania 10. Like, pause the thing. Like, let me look at all of them. <laughs> right. I look around. I, I remember, hold them. remember there was a Dusty mm-hmm. with a polka dot. That was awesome. Yeah, man. Got to love the Hasbros, especially mm-hmm. later the later series, and they're hard to find. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 8, for me... I'll, I don't. I don't know if I've told the story in the show before. I might have, but if I haven't, I'll tell it again. So WrestleMania Eight, I was scheduled with to go watch it live with my dad at his friend's house with a black box. My mom was like, "No, you're not going." I think I had like fucked up in school or something. She's mm-hmm. like, "No, of course you did." So I like threw a tantrum. I want to go. Like, mom's like, "You're definitely not going <laughs> right now. not now." Um, so like, she made. She's like, "Go take a shower or whatever." Because I think like I was out outside all day, like in the mud, you know, whatever. My friends, so I took a shower. She okay, put your pajamas. Like, no, we're going, we're going, we're going. I didn't get to go. But my dad like called his friend. His, my dad's friend gave me updates, like who was winning, who won the mm-hmm. matches. So at least I could know at school the next day what happened during the main yeah. event. And this was one. It happened in '92. So we had moved to our new house in '91 that November. And a couple of the kids in class like wrestling. That's so we became friends. And uh, there was an assignment to, like, write about something. And I wrote about WrestleMania 8, like, with my predictions of who was going to win. Yeah. So I, I remember that distinctly. And I remember I, like, I wrote down, like, a, a summary of the matches. 
And like I ended it, like I thought I was so smooth. Like I was like, who will win? I do not know. You'll have to watch. Like I'm a fucking promoter. Tune in at blah, 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 Eastern time. Uh, yeah, like I'm a promoter of the WWE or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, but this one. WrestleMania. You write it's it like a that. double main event. <laughs> Match made in heaven. Match made in heaven. Yeah. No, it's for nuptials. Turn the napalm. There you go. That was SummerSlam 91. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Anyway, WrestleMania 8. Uh, this one for me is most memorable for two things. One is Bret Hart versus Piper. With the Intercontinental title match. Yeah. And I remember Bret Hart bleeding and thinking, oh, this match is real because Bret Hart's bleeding. And also, Macho Man versus Ric Flair. I was so pumped that Macho Man won the title. And the crowd there was pretty pumped, too. If you watch them, they go like apeshit. They jump up and down, yeah. and Macho Man pulls the tights to win, but it didn't matter. Post-match is just chaos. This also has a lot of, uh, I guess, memories for me because... During the build to this, Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect were teasing. They were going to show a big centerfold of Elizabeth and the big right. paint at the Hoosier Dome, which is where the, where the WrestleMania was. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, seven, eight-year-old me is like, I'm going to see Miss Elizabeth naked on pay-per-view. Like, this yeah. is freaking great. Well, I remember having the magazine, and when I opened the magazine, there was like Ric Flair and Elizabeth in a bathing suit. Yeah, like, it was by like pool. Photoshopped. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what they're going to show next. <laughs> Little pervert. <laughs> He opens the door, your mom's like, you hide the magazine? Yeah, I'm like, no. What are you looking at? Nothing. Nothing. Go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, but that, those are my two big matches. And this is the officially the end of your growing up, like, initial wrestling fans. Because the next year, WrestleMania 9, even though Hogan weasels his way back in, <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart's in the main event with, you know, he's the champ. So yeah. this was like it for, for Hogan officially for WrestleMania 8. This will be my, this I consider his, his swan song. Even yeah. though he came back for multiple WrestleManias later, WrestleMania 8 is going to be my swan song for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I, watching a couple of these back, like, obviously Hogan was a huge influence on the crowd and just Hulkamania and all and that I kind knew. of stuff. You loved no, him. no, I didn't. <laughs> um, but you could totally tell the difference between when Hogan's there and when Hogan's not really there. And it's just like a different, they almost feel more mature <laughs> and like less cartoony. Bunch of smarts. Even though they're cartoony with like Doink and Bam Bam with the flames and all that kind of stuff. But it's just like, you know something's missing. And that something's Hulkamania. Yep. And Ultimate Warrior and, you know, all the characters, Macho, even though Macho Man's there. Yeah. Um, you know, all that stuff is there. And this is Jake the Snake's last WrestleMania until, I think he was at WrestleMania 12, but. That was when he was a shell of himself, and mm -hmm. he has the match with The Undertaker after they had their good feud. This is, and I also like this one at WrestleMania a lot. I love the VHS tape cover because it's kind of like purple and yellow, and it stands out, and it says double main event and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I first rented the tape, I didn't know, I knew the results, but I didn't know that Macho Man Ric Flair wasn't the last match because the title match goes on last, right? Like, at least it should. So I was watching the tape. What is that, Finn Balor? Who's calling you? Probably uh, Bill Collector. Bill Collector. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, I got, a, I got some Funko Pops for sale. <laughs> don't worry, I'll send you some Funko Pops in the mail. I got chases. <laughs> <laughs> They're worth 80 bucks if you can sell it to the right person. <laughs> anyway. No, it's like those... Um, they're not bill collectors. They're the ones that just kind of scam you on shit. Sure, sure. Seems like a good deal. Yeah, I'll definitely give you my credit card number, <laughs> the person that just called me. Uh, but when I rented the tape of WrestleMania 8 and they got to the part Macho Man versus Ric Flair, I mm -hmm. was like, uh, this tape is incomplete. I thought it was like a, it was a double tape or something. Yeah. 
because you know the match like this is the main event, but it obviously wasn't. But I was legitimately concerned for a little bit there when I was yeah, watching. Yeah, and I was looking at the the match card from you know beginning to end. There had to have been a break after the Savage, right? Uh, like a little intermission type probably, thing. Probably, yeah. Because yeah. then the next match coming back, what was it afterwards? After Macho Man Ric Flair? I don't know off the top of my head. Do you have it up? Uh, yeah, that's, that's good here. I can find out for you. Oh, Disasters and uh, Money, Inc. Oh, no, Tatanka and Rick Martel. I'm like, that kind of seems like an opening match. Yeah, for like intermission. That, that like was the second half. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would. That would make sense. Because then you go tag t- tag titles, Owen Skinner, and then Hogan Justice. Yep. Owen Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I like Skinner. Like he the, reminded me of, because I, I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back, the, back, yeah. back then, too. So I'm like, uh-huh. oh, he's kind of like Leatherhead, <laughs> the alligator. From maybe maybe that's where he was inspired from. I would, I would think so. Uh, another one that I like jumping ahead a little bit is Royal Rumble 94. I loved the whole story throughout the show of Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, I because this is the one where Owen turns on Bret because they're having their match. Owen and Bret are facing the Quebecers for the tag title. This yeah. is after they had teased hating each other for like several weeks, and Bret Hart and that kind of stemmed from the Survivor Series before, where Owen was the only one who lost. He was the only Hart brother eliminated yes, yeah. in their match. Um, they have the match, and Bret Hart's knee gets hurt during the match, and. He's trying to, and Owen Hart kind of has a point a little bit looking back on this because mm-hmm. Bret Hart's clearly hurt, but he's trying to put one of the Quebecers in the sharpshooter, but he can't. He just can't get him in the sharpshooter because his knees hurt too bad. And they end up losing the match, and Owen's yelling, and Owen's just screaming at Bret, Why didn't you tag me? You should have tagged me. You had to be the hero. And then he kicks his leg out, and he has the famous yeah. line, That's why I kicked your leg out from under your leg. <laughs> That's like his famous line, famous blow. Um, but going into this Royal Rumble, my pick to win was going to be Bret Hart. But then once I found out they, they're going to win the tag titles, I was like, oh, they're going to win the tag titles. Lex Luger's winning the belt. Yeah. Or it was Rumble. Right. And then what happens? They both win the Royal Rumble. There was a tie. This one's also super special to me because this is one of the only pay-per-views I saw live at my house because we didn't order it, but I have no idea to this day why. Unless my parents surprised me and just never told me. I was watching the countdown show on the preview channel, getting set up for the night to listen to the pay-per-view through Scrambled TV. And all of a sudden, it, it clicks over to the pay-per-view. And if you, if you remember this, uh, Million Dollar Man is the uh, color commentator along with Vince McMahon. He comes out. So Vince goes, and our color guy, and they, money, money. And Vince goes, what? This guy? And I'm like, wait, it's it's still on. So yeah. I like, booked it upstairs, grabbed the tape, popped it in the VCR, and hit record, like praying. Like I didn't even enjoy it as much as I could because the whole time, like, you're just waiting off. for it to go off. Right, just to go <laughs> off. But it didn't. And I got to watch that show live. Loved the Royal Rumble match. Uh, this was around the time when wrestling, no one was watching it at all. Uh-huh. Like when I was younger, in earlier, like 90, 91, 92, even a little bit in 93, I still had friends that watched. By end of 93, 94, everyone's done with wrestling. Like nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Even though we're still kids, everyone's like, Hogan's not even there, blah, blah, blah. I would say after WrestleMania 10 is kind of when I checked out. Yeah. But I didn't really tune back in until uh, like DX and Stone yeah, Cold. Yeah, Attitude Era, all that yeah. stuff. I stuck around. Um, I stuck her home for sure. Good for you. Uh, but I loved it. And it'll tie into your WrestleMania 10 because I loved the ending. I'm like, and I, everyone was pissed that it was a tie. I'm like, that makes perfect sense. And I thought what would happen is they would just have um, a match a match before, like Brett and Luger would face mm-hmm. each other 
to face the winner of Yokos to face Yokozuna, which would make sense than what they did, which is completely ridiculous. Yeah. Which is where there was a coin toss, and if whoever won the coin toss got to face Yokozuna first, and then Bret Hart faced um, Owen Hart to make like it the, fair. Okay. So they when I watch you wouldn't have two different matches. Yeah, when I rewatch WrestleMania ten, they didn't really cover that. They didn't explain like why. They just went right into Owen and Brett, which phenomenal match. Yeah, but I was kind of looking at it. I'm like, well, wouldn't it have been cooler if they kind of explained why he's going against him, and then you know Luger won the coin toss, and that's why he's yeah, going against. Yeah, and Yoko. I think I think if Luger had if Brett had won the coin toss, Luger would have to face Crush in his first match. Okay, that's when Crush was a heel. Um, but again, it didn't make sense to me. Also, Luger won the coin toss, and he was pumped. He's like, yeah, I'm like, wait, when you want to face the champion second when they're tired. Right. Yeah. But I guess you'd be tired too and all that you have the champion yeah. you'd have the champion advantage in the title match where you have to be pinned or submitted. So I guess that makes sense a little bit. Um so yeah, that's let's feed into your WrestleMania ten because that was one of yours. Yeah, so I would talking about that, like Brett um goes against Owen Hart. For me that's match of the night. Like I just loved it. Like how do you open up? Better than Sean Razor? Well, I'll say match of the night without a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two two good matches. One you open up with, I thought it was an incredible match. Um, and just the way Brett loses, like, he goes for a victory roll, and Owen kind of stops him and then drops down and then gets the pin on that, which I always liked how Brett, if he lost, it was always in some kind of way where he couldn't get out of it. Like, I forgot what SummerSlam it was with uh, Bulldog, like how he lost yeah. to Bulldog and how he pinned Piper. Like, there's just always something at the end of a, a Bret Hart match that yeah. I thought was really cool. The other thing with Bret, like, I I don't know how he did it, but when he went into the, the turnbuckles, like, in his back or his sternum, yeah, he, went sternum he first. pounded into right. it. Like, he was going to break the ring. I don't know how he didn't break his back or his sternum, but just every time he went into it, it's almost like I had to cringe because it's like, how do you hit it that damn hard? Um, but that was a really good match. Um, it was. And then he had the he ended up winning the title yeah. that night against Yoko. Were you pumped about that? Did well, I don't want to get into I don't want to get into that like just yet. Okay. What else you got in that WrestleMania ten card? Well, the other one I thought was really maybe more eye opening now because of where we're at. But Alundra Blaze versus Leilani Kai. Okay. Like Alundra Blaze Medusa mm-hmm. was obviously younger and in great physical shape. And she's going against this lady that looks like, I don't know, like a little bit of, in her 40s or 50s. <laughs> like, just it's just a terrible match. And I don't know. I'm like, man, we've gone so far. Like, yeah. for one Alundra Blaze, now we have, like, 30. You right. Know? And then for one Leilani Kai, there's, like, none. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just a huge testament to where we're at today. So I like that match. And then the Mr. Perfect being the special referee for Yoko and Luger. I just thought that, that how it ended was just bullshit. Like, Creatively, they couldn't come up with something better. You know what I mean? But then I was also reading, or it was I guess it's a rumor, that Luger blabbed to some newspaper about how he was going to win. Yeah, it's an urban then, legend. It's and then, not he true. Got, then he got punished yeah, for it. Yeah, it's not true. It's an urban legend. But the Luger's, not, Luger's confirmed that's not true. Ever, pretty much everyone involves like, oh, that's okay. not true. Um, but, and Luger was, Luger but I was, don't know how... That match is how the ending of that match was just supposed to be believable. Well, the idea was it would feud with Luger and Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, was that, because if you remember, they had started a feud at WrestleMania 9 the year before, which never really went anywhere. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being Michaels and, Mr., Michaels and Mr. Perfect started feuding instead of Perfect and Narcissist because they had a match at WrestleMania 9. Yeah. 
which my friend and I had a bet on. I had <laughs> Mr. Perfect. He had Narcissus, which ended in like a weird like cheating thing, so no one yeah. lost the bet. Well, from a fan perspective, I would have rather seen Luger and Hart than Luger and Yoko. Okay. Luger and Hart would have been your main event? Hell yeah. Yeah, I think so too. It would, it would have been cooler, which would have been would have been awesome. And I guess the reason, I'm sorry, I guess the reason I think that way is because I thought Luger-Sting matches were awesome. And to me, Sting was kind of like Bret Hart with the sharpshooter yeah. and, the, and the size and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a really good match. I'm expecting Luger and Hart. Yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> no, and I'm like, boo. <laughs> but were you happy the Hart won? Oh, yeah, for sure. If Luger was facing Hart, who would you have wanted, Bret or Lex? Bret. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now I would want Brett, but at the time I wanted Luger. <laughs> but I thought how Yokozuna just all of a sudden loses his balance and falls on his <laughs> falls on his back when he's trying to do the bonsai drop at the end. I'm like, man, you got to do something else, you know, besides just cover him. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, that WrestleMania for me was again a time when I'm no one else is watching, so I had really no one else to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say a second ago, which would have been cool, is. Macho Man faced Yokozuna on Raw for the WWF title, and he was about to beat him. Mm-hmm. He hit the elbow, all that stuff. The crowd was going nuts. Like, he's going to do WWF champion. They explained before, which made me think it was going to happen. If Macho Man wins this match, he will face Lex Luger and Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Like, they're still getting their title shots. So he'll still be the champion. But then freaking Crush came out and interfered, and he didn't win. Yeah, Crush. They should have done that. <clears throat> yeah. Right? I mean, for WrestleMania, I'd rather see Savage in there. Savage Luger, Savage Bret Hart? Right. Come on, guys. No brainer. No brainer. But you, oh, got this, uh, you got this guy waddling around, you know, the, slapping his knees. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to see Jim Cornette cut good promos, I guess, <laughs> as his American spokesperson. Do you got any other um, papers? Before I, I got a couple of From things. WrestleMania 10? Any, either of them, yeah, or any of them. Uh, 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 no. All right. That's cool. Yeah, that's it. I think the ladder match where we talked about that a bazillion times. Yeah. Um, I've got just a uh, couple other ones to discuss. Is I'm going to break my rule a little bit here with 97. SummerSlam 97 is so great to me, even though that it bleeds definitely out of my uh, rule set of through 96. Yeah. But that storyline with Michaels, Bret Hart, and Undertaker going to that match was incredible. And then the rule, the stipulation for the main event of Bret Hart versus Undertaker, Undertaker was the champ, and Shawn Michaels was the special guest referee. Bret Hart said, if I lose this match, I will never wrestle in the United States again. And then Michael said, if I favor the Undertaker in this match, I will never wrestle in the United States again. <laughs> so you're like, how are they going to get around this type of thing? Yeah. And what ends up happening is Bret and Undertaker had this great match, and Bret Hart's about to take the chair and hit the Undertaker. Michaels comes in, takes the chair away from Bret, says, don't do it. So Bret, he, Bret Hart spits in Michaels' face. Michaels turns around, swings as hard as he can. Bret Hart ducks, nails the Undertaker in the head. Michaels comes one, two, like hesitates, and three, immediately gets out all pissed off. Yeah. And to me, this is a great show because of that. You know, you're the next night on Raw, you're wondering, what I have to watch on Raw. What's going to happen next? And this is also the famous show where Austin breaks his neck because one heart drops him on his head with the pile driver. Um, this also has probably my most underrated match of all time, Mick Foley, Mankind versus Triple H in a steel cage. 
awesome. And it's the opening match, too. Like, it's crazy how that's, like, the opening match of the night. Is that SummerSlam 97? Yeah. And Mick Foley finally, finally beats Triple H. It's an awesome match. I won't ruin it for you. I won't talk too much about it. Just go watch it. Um, this is, like, the start. We, we talked about earlier how WrestleMania 91 was the beginning of the end. This is, like, the beginning of the beginning for the WWF and where they're going to go. Um, and it kind of bumps me out. You know, I'm watching old 97 Raws and WWF stuff, and like, man, I wish Bret Hart stuck around. You know, he would have been yeah. so, like, cool to stick in there. And it would have made sense, too, where Bret would have been the one to lose to Austin at WrestleMania 14. Right. That would have finished the storyline between those two. Um, but, you know, it happened how it happened, and it all worked out in the end for everyone except Bret Hart, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania 14 I'd probably put on my list, but... I just remember watching that over and over, but the only real match I remember was the Austin and Michaels. Like, today, mm-hmm. r- what match was on there, and that's the only one I really I remember. I remember the Kane-Undertaker match being really good, too. Um, that that storyline was so cool to me. Yeah. And Kane-Undertaker. Uh, one other one that I got on my list here that will, that will fall into our category is going to be the SummerSlam 94. This was in Chicago at the United Center. It was the first ever big event at the United Center before the Bulls or Blackhawks moved in there. I didn't go to this one. I wanted to really bad, but I think it was tickets were expensive. Parents were like, no, no way it's happening. And this has a, some fun forgot matches. It's got Razor Ramon versus Diesel for the Intercontinental title. Razor Ramon is Walter Payton in his corner, Chicago Bears running back, best running back of all time. Uh, then you have... The main of double main event, I guess, which is cage match Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Also, in a, that's probably the best cage match ever. Like they'd say for w, WWF cage matches, probably one of yeah, the best. Yeah, I do. Rem- I do remember watching that one. Maybe I rented it. Yeah, and then the main event was Undertaker versus Undertaker, which is stupid. By the yeah. time I was in um, as a kid, this is just one that's a lot of fun for me to go back and watch because of the nostalgia factor of remembering where I was and wanting to go to this show mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, my memory of Brett and Owen wasn't a cage match, so when I watched WrestleMania 10, I'm like, hey, there's no cage. Like, okay. Yeah, maybe that's the next one. <laughs> yeah. that one was really good, too. Yeah, go back and watch it. It's, it's worth it. It's great. It's a great match. And just top to bottom, that, again, that's not a card that I would tell someone, oh, you got to watch this if you're not a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. but it's it's something I, I really, really enjoy is that show. Um. I don't really. We got other. I've got a few other ones, but we've talked about a bunch already for pay per views. Yeah. What about some of your favorite wrestlers during that time? Like, who were your favorites during that time, either now or when you were a kid? Like looking back, or like when you're actually when you were a kid. Like, who were your favorites during that time? Uh, I don't know. There's. I mean, there's a lot of guys. There was. Uh, I mean, obviously Warrior. I liked Legion of Doom. I liked. Um, natural disasters. I thought were kind of cool. Yeah, when they were good guys. Yeah. Okay. Jake the Snake. Yeah, I love Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. For me, during this time, from 1996, my favorites were Macho Man. I still loved Hogan. Um, Bret Hart, I was a big, big fan of. Uh, I also liked the Big Boss Man. Oh, yeah, I love Boss Man. Yeah, I liked Legion of Doom, too. I was a fan of them. Uh, I liked Razor Ramon. I actually liked Diesel. Um, I wasn't like obsessed with him like my one buddy like he was like he, he bought like the merch like he had the diesel i hated gloves. diesel really i thought he was ugly i thought he, <laughs> he had a stupid haircut <laughs> i'm like who is this guy he's like look 
I'm making money. <laughs> I'm Big Daddy. Uh, Mr. Perfect. I love Mr. Perfect. Yeah, like Mr. Perfect. I did. Uh, I guess everybody from WrestleMania 7. <laughs> I mean, go down the car. Except for, uh, for Tenron Katao. The only guys you like or te- don't like? Yeah. Nasty Boys were yeah, fun. I liked them. Uh, I actually liked Tito Santana. Really? I didn't like him as El Matador. I liked but, him as El Matador. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he had a colorful costume. The Mountie. I remember there was a toy for the Mountie that didn't have the yellow stripes on the pants. I'm like, this is bullshit. He should have yellow stripes. The uh, Hasbro? I don't remember what it was. It had to, or maybe it was like a Bendy. Maybe. Had to have been a Hasbro. It was something, because I was looking at it. I'm like, hey, how come he doesn't have the yellow stripe? <laughs> like, I'm that meticulous about his fucking attire. <laughs> your parents, I'm not buying This looks like a bootleg. <laughs> your parents like, shut up. Yeah. Like, shut up, nerd. <laughs> Get back in there, read your Elizabeth magazine with Ric Flair's swimsuit. <laughs> Go bang around your hard plastic shit on that wrestling ring. <laughs> Don't do it too late, though. We got work yeah. in the morning. Right. That's how it was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other like, random favorites that I liked. I was a fan of Tatanka. Yeah. yeah like, I, I bought it. Like, I liked his uh, undefeated streak. Yeah. Um, what else did I like there? Like, I'm, I've got to, I'm pulling it up here to some stuff. Um, step out for a second. Go ahead. Uh, who else was in there? I was a big fan of uh, Good Guy Virgil because I loved that storyline with him, Million Dollar Man. It made sense to me that Virgil would be the guy to take the million dollar title away from Ted DiBiase. Loved Roddy Piper. I loved him with his feud with with Bret Hart. I also loved how with Roddy Piper on WWF Superstars, sometimes there were times when he would leave the announce booth and help the uh, the good guys out, which didn't happen too much, and I loved it. When guys came from the back to help the other good guys out. And I, I wish they would do more of that now, like random. Hey, this is another good guy. We both want to be good. Let's get the crowd on our side. This makes sense to me. And maybe they'll, maybe if they did that more today, there'd be a few more, uh, I guess, true good guys, not just the cool good guys and the cool bad guys. Let's see. Let's go going back to WrestleMania 7 here. He, Eric was like pretty much everyone on that card. Let's run down the card really quick here and see if there's anyone I didn't like. Coco Beware versus the Brooklyn Brawler. I like Coco, hated Brooklyn Brawler. So we got one for two. Uh, the Rockers defeat the Barbarian Haku. I did not like the Barbarian Haku when I was a kid. But that was a pretty good match. It was, but I didn't like work. this. I'm going back to, like, I'm going down the WrestleMania 7 card and saying uh, which wrestlers I didn't like. Okay. All right, so, so far, I, I like Coco, didn't like Brooklyn Brawler. I liked Rockers, didn't like Barbarian Haku. Texas Tornado versus Dino Bravo. I was indifferent about the Texas Tornado. Hated Dino Bravo. Um, Bulldog versus the Warlord. Loved the British Bulldog. Loved yeah. the British Bulldog. Uh, Nasty Boys versus the Heart Foundation. We already talked about that. We like both those teams. Jake Roberts versus Rick Martell. I love Jake Roberts. My dad loved Rick Martell. I really liked Martell, just how just arrogant he was. And he was a model. And obviously he had arrogance. But I liked both of them. But I, I love Jake a lot more. I liked his big button that said, yes, I am a model. <laughs> what? Oh, the big button. Okay, yeah, yeah, his cart. I thought you said he liked his big butt. <laughs> yeah, he did have those pink tights, you know. Uh, Jake Roberts, Undertaker versus Jimmy Snuka. I never liked Jimmy Snuka, even when I was a kid. But I like Undertaker. I always yeah. thought he was cool. Uh, even when he was first debut, I liked him. Warrior versus Savage. Goes without saying there. Uh, and then uh, Tenru and Kitao. Versus Demolition, Crush and Smash. Like Demolition, but I did not like Crush and Demolition. I didn't either. Um, but there's still a lot of people liking the show. Big Boss Man, Mr. Perfect. Like both those guys. 
uh, Earthquake versus Greg Valentine. Liked Earthquake, hated Greg Valentine. LOD versus Power and Glory. I like both those teams. Uh, Virgil versus Ted DiBiase. Love both those guys. Uh, the Mountie versus Tito Santana. I love the Mountie. You love Tito Santana. <laughs> Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter. I was I liked both of them. I liked Sergeant. When it came Hogan. when it came down to those two, I was Hogan. That was the only time you were pro Hogan. Yeah, because Slaughter, Adnan, and Mustafa they just look so old. It's like, why are you guys wrestling? Slaughtered it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he was way past his prime. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> he was overweight. He's bald. He could hardly move <laughs> with his comb over. Yeah, Hogan was bald. Yeah, but Hogan was built. Like, yeah, I guess like he right. looked like a bodybuilder. <laughs> Slaughter looked like the commissioner. Guy, <laughs> he's put guy, guy in his pajamas. Yeah. The uh, the speaking of the warrior, so the warrior had multiple colored straps for his belt. And this was on Reddit the other day. Mm-hmm. So he had the baby blue, the purple, the white, the black, and maybe, was that it? The yellow? Yeah, yellow. I think the best looking one might have been the white strap. The baby blue was cool, but the white might have been the best looking yeah, one. Yeah, I like the purple one. Yeah, the one he wore at Rumble 91. Is yeah. that why? Because yeah. he got the nostalgia feeling for it? Pretty much. I didn't, re- I didn't put that together. What do you think it is about this era that made it so captivating? Because I think kids, because kids it, now watch wrestling. I'm sorry, kids now watch wrestling. Uh huh. And I wonder, do they get that same like captivation that I did when I was a kid? I think the huge difference between when we watched, well, when we first started watching to now, is there were four major pay per views. I mean, this is before they started doing the in your house every month and all right. that stuff. So, I think it's just oversaturated with how much storyline, how much product, how many wrestlers. But they did a good job of of giving. Let's just say 20 to 30 guys, tag teams included, like enough time to build stories with each other, have payoffs, you know, three three pay-per-views later. Yeah. And then every Saturday morning, they would do a recap of what happened. Like every week, they were like, oh, yeah, two weeks, like they do on Raw. Yeah. But instead of like trying to cram one storyline into like two months, like they took almost a year to do it, sometimes multiple years. Mm -hmm. Um I just liked the story. I liked you, that you they like, developed a character. Okay. And then people actually talked. They did the segments with Mean Gene on the, you know, by the ring, but away from the ring, like in the audience. Little stage, yeah. Yeah, so they had those type of talks. They had backstage stuff. I mean, I guess they do still do that now, but I think they just had more time to talk about the long story. So you were drawn into the, the stories. Yeah, and I like the colorful characters and, you know, if people could talk, couldn't talk, that kind of stuff. I don't know. I was kind of more hypnotized by how Warrior talked, how Savage talked, yeah. how Jake the Snake talked. Like, I'm sure there's a bunch that are great talkers today, but back then it was like, oh my god! Because when you're a kid, there's like cartoons, there's kid shows, and like this was like more real to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what it was for me was I was just drawn into these larger than life characters. And they said all mm-hmm. the time, like, you know, characters and characters. And, and it really was true. We went down the line there. Like, everybody was a different character. Yeah. And that's why I think when a character comes out now, people get so excited for it. Like, the demon Finn Balor. People are like, okay, we're in with this guy. Yeah. Or, you know, like, the, the woken Matt Hardy now everyone's going apeshit over um, is, is cool. Like, Bray Wyatt would have been fine, but you got to win a match every once in a while or right. a feud, which he never did. Um, and when my kid watches old wrestling stuff, She's captivated by those characters that I grew up with. Like the Macho Man is like mm-hmm. mind blowing her, and Ultimate Warrior, and Hulk Hogan, and she even likes Bret Hart. 
you know, because he's got this big jacket and the sunglasses and he right. walks with a purpose. The only guys that, I guess even current, like he's not even current, so she liked Shawn Michaels' entrance because he had the fireworks. Yeah. And she likes John She likes John Cena. And I think it's because of his bright colors and his shirts and stuff like that. My daughter's two and a half, by the way. <laughs> but she was drawn into those. So I'm curious, like, you know, I, I guess we'd have to go talk to like a seven or eight-year-old kid, but like, are you like in, like, are you captivated? Is this like something you're obsessed with? And I'm assuming it is, you know, because there's, I see pictures of my friends um, and, you know, Twitter followers with their kids. They've got all the gear on and all that stuff yeah. too. And they're in and there's kids at shows and all that. And when I go to live events for WWE, there's families in front of me. It's, it's more of a family event, which was driving us sometimes at, at WWE shows. There's a guy behind me like hammered at the Australian saying, fuck this shit. Same old. Like if I was like, more of like an aggressive person like hey asshole sit down there's like six-year-olds in front of you like right it's fucking fake dude sit down right <laughs> what are you doing you know you're just as big a dork as everyone else because you're we're all big dorks here yeah like you're not cool nobody here is cool nobody it's wrestling <laughs> nobody here is cool trust me um sorry i was like a tangent i went off That's on that for nice. a second you just said every wrestling fan is a fucking nerd <laughs> i mean you gonna argue with me on that yeah. No, you're not. Not right now. I, like, I got to go somewhere in about 20 minutes. And like, like, <laughs> like, like, too, like the Bullet Club, like the Bullet Club is interesting because they're like, they, they're becoming like a hipster version of wrestling. Yeah. Like in the sense that the fans, like people are calling me, I've heard other people, this like blows my mind, call people like with Bullet Club shirts on posers. Like, you should watch Bullet Club New Japan. You got the shirt Hot Topic. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's fucking wrestling. Calm down, right. everybody. It's for everybody. Uh, but for the most part, people are cool and all that. And, yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of Bullet Club people that want the Bullet Club shirts from Japan with the uh, New Japan logo on the back. And if it's not on, <laughs> if that logo's not on the back, it's not real in their mind. Well, the Bullet Club Kenny Omega one I've got, it's got the uh, New Japan logo on the back. Okay. So I'm in. You're in. <laughs> Fucking go give the two sweet or the one sweet to people. Yeah. Oops. Hopefully I didn't disconnect my mic. There we go. We're good. Um, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so, uh, then the, there's been times when, excuse me, I've got a, a Balor Club hoodie, and I've been at, like, Costco, and the guy throws up the two sweet to me. Yeah. And I'm like... What is this guy doing? I'm like, oh, it's me. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, oh, it's me. Yeah. And uh, and I've done it, and like, I've since done that to people. Like, if I see someone with a bullet club shirt, I'll throw it up to them. They're like, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. Um, but it's just funny to me. So that, it's just building relationships. Yeah, strangers. yeah. And uh, Cody Rhodes went on that tangent when we were at the Ring of Honor show. The Global War. He's like, wrestling is cool again. And it's fun. I'm like, I want to be like, it's not cool. <laughs> like, I like I love wrestling more than like anybody, but it's yeah. It's fun is what it is to me. It'll always be fun. Uh, even the today's, this show a lot was about nostalgia and, and past products, but even like the product today, as long as it's fun, I'm always going to watch. And there's there's yeah. and there's six hours of television, seven hours of NXT a week with WWE. It's not all going to be great, um, but I still have fun watching it. I'm lo- I loved on SmackDown the Yep movement yeah. with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and the Woke and Matt Hardy stuff, it was funny. I was watching it with my wife was sitting next to me on Raw, and Bray Wyatt and him are laughing, and she's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> That's kind of how you felt, I, I think, this time last year. Yeah. You're like, what the hell is this Matt Hardy crap? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, it's awesome. Yeah, I got to like, watch yeah, it. I don't know. <laughs> I got to check it out. Yeah. It seems like they're giving him, like, full creative to do what he wants with this which should be that's fun. that's the best way to do it 
Yeah, he's got to beat. I think he should. I think he should beat Bray Wyatt and then yeah. feud with the Demon Finn Balor going and have a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago he had uh, Vanguard One's Twitter had like a, a GIF, uh-huh. and it was like a rebooting screen. Like now Vanguard One is probably going to be back. Senior Benjamin's probably going to be back. And then it was there uh, uh, Brother Nero, Brother Nero, or Willow? Oh, is he Willow? Jeff Hardy's he's both, but he's Broken Nero. Okay, Broken. Um, and then he, I think Matt Hardy tweeted out a picture with King Maxwell, like dressed yeah. as the same as him, like by his feet. <laughs> so that, that would be fun. Yeah, they're gonna good for them. It'll be it'll be fun with it. And, uh, we got the next pay per view is on Sunday for WWE. Ring of Honor has their final battle show tonight, which is their biggest show of the year. I think I'm gonna order that and check it out tonight. Uh, Dalton Castle versus Cody Rhodes for the Ring of Honor Championship. It's the main event. Ring of Honor is debuting a new title belt. Uh, Marty Scroll is facing uh, Jay Lethal for the Junior U.S. title, I think. IWJ White or Jay Lethal? Jay Lethal. Okay. I think. Let me double check that. I could be completely wrong. I'm a little behind on Ring of Honor. That's all right. Because of that, but let's, let's double check the. Because I'm going to put the show up tonight. This will make sense. People will be mad at me. Final battle. Final Natal. Just like the, the Supreme Onion. <laughs> Supreme Onion. That, that's your favorite one, though. The Supreme Onion? Yeah, your favorite handle. Yeah, right. Okay, Final Battle 2017 is tonight from the Hammerstein Bomb in New York City. Uh, Jay Lethal versus Marty Scroll for the... Yeah, Jay, it's okay. a non-title match, but Jay Lethal versus Marty Scroll. And then Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer versus the Briscoes. I'm like, I thought Bully Ray retired in front of us. Right. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Give that kid a piece of the he, table he, and everything. He hosed us. <laughs> Just wanted a thank you, Bully Champ. Right, get out of here. Boo. But... I think I'm going to check that show out tonight. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but WWE's show this weekend, Clash of Champions, not a lot of hype behind it. I'm not watching it. Because they've just, the only thing they've really got is the build to the Rumble. I'm curious who's going to win the Rumble this year. Um, my guess is someone from SmackDown will win it. And I think Elimination Chamber is a raw pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So they'll have someone win that to win the number one contendership versus, versus Brock Lesnar. Um, we'll see where it goes. I'd like... My ideal scenario was AJ loses the title to somebody and then wins the Rumble and decides to face Lesnar at WrestleMania for the title instead yeah. of the Roman-Brock match. Nothing against the Roman-Brock match. It's just we've seen it before um, at WrestleMania. And yeah. we got a little taste of how good AJ versus Brock can be, so I'd like to see more of that. But that's a lot of stuff to come up. Um, I might go to WrestleMania this year. It'll all depend on my big bonus coming up. for work. We'll see how that goes. Uh, that is going to be it for this week. I, sh- I thought the show would be really short, but we're over an hour, so go us, right? Yeah, talking about, a lot uh, of fun talking about bullshit. old stuff and uh, new stuff and Bullet Club stuff. Yeah, and hipster wrestling fans and all that stuff. Yeah. Less I never really th- – I just want to throw this out there. I never really thought of, like, cool and nerdy stuff. Like, I wear wrestling stuff, but I don't care. Right. Like, I don't get people to come up to me like, oh, you're a fucking nerd. Like, I never – I haven't had that no, since, like, no, 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 grade no. school. <laughs> no, no one does that ever. But what's funny is I get so many compliments on my, like, ridiculous wrestling yeah. shirts. I get a lot. Like, nice shirt, dude. Like that shirt. Like that shirt. Like, yeah. appreciate it. And I think that's where, like, the, our culture is right now, like, Maybe nerdy stuff is cool because I have a Star Wars shirt. It's like, oh hey, I really like your shirt. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> I saw Star Wars last night. Did last you? Jedi. I'll probably go Tuesday. Uh, I won't say anything. It was good, and I will say my only th- thing is I will say is a lot of stuff happened or okay. happens in the movie. So yeah. I, w- I want to see it again just because I want to catch more stuff. And I was going on Reddit today and like the sub forum for the Last Jedi. Like 
so many nitpicking people. I'm like, dude, it's Star Wars. Like, how right. could, like, how yeah. is this possible? Like, what do you mean, how is this possible? It's a science fiction movie. Anything's possible. Like, yeah, a friend of mine, he says it's his second favorite Star Wars movie. I wouldn't go that far. I, I like The Force Awakens more. But I just love the... People say The Force Awakens was just a remake of A New Hope. I'm like, yeah, no, I loved it. I loved Rogue One, too. Yeah. Um, Rogue One I wasn't a giant fan of um, for lots of reasons, mostly because I didn't really care about any of the people okay. in it because there wasn't time to develop them. They all just died at the end. Spoiler alert. Um, but The Last Jedi was good. Check it out. Uh, the, what was cool, too, was this, the screening. Like It wasn't like playing every 10 minutes. The theater I was in had like nine people in it. It was amazing. Oh, that's cool. It wasn't packed either, yeah. Check out The Last Jedi, guys. <clears throat> Check out Ring of Honor tonight as I'll put the show up as you're listening to it. If you're reminded, go order Ring of Honor, support local independent wrestling. Get them as big as you can. Them and New Japan combining would be good for everybody with competition. That is going to be it for this week. Eric, anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Uh, I'm working on getting a special guest interview for next week. We will see if we can make it happen. If not, guys, we will see you after Christmas, but maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs>